This is our part three of Marching to Easter. And today we're going to talk about boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And those who are joining us, oh, we haven't started? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I've been thrown this morning, so I'll wait. Let me know. That'll give everybody a chance to turn in their Bible, so. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us this morning from wherever you're at. Um, this is New Life, and I'm Pastor David Kufal. We're located at 1021 South Center Street, and we are glad that you can join us today. And now, why don't you watch this before we start? Okay, praise the Lord. Anyway, we are in part three of our series, and uh, we're talking about marching to Easter. Easter is just right around the corner. And uh, today I want to talk to you about boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6.14 says, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you that our boasting needs to be done in you. And I thank you, Lord, that I can hide behind the cross today. Because, Holy Spirit, I need you more today to preach this word. And I thank you, Lord, that this word will encourage us and help us to live for you, but also boast in you, Jesus, for you are our Savior. You died on the cross so we could be saved and know that heaven is our home. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The one thing we should boast about, so many times people boast in this and they boast in that. They boast about what they're doing, right? But you know, boasting usually comes off as really prideful, does it not? I, 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 we, we have a former president in the United States who loves to boast. You know when his approval ratings go up? When he doesn't pro boast. He can talk about his accomplishments without boasting, right? And when he talk, just talks about his accomplishments, we all go, yeah. You're right, we wish we could go back to those accomplishments. But then he gets a little boasty, doesn't he? And most people kind of tune him out. Well, I've been praying that he would learn how not to be so boastful, right? Um, we see that with football players and basketball players. They'll start boasting. One of the greatest people to ever boast was Muhammad Ali, remember? Boy, Muhammad Ali, he could really boast. And he did it with a lot of poetry. I can float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. 
And, uh, you know, he was the champ. And he always wanted to be known as the people's champion. And uh, Elvis actually gave, didn't know that's what he always wanted to be called. And Elvis gave him his famous white robe with the black trim. Remember that on Ali? And it talked about being the people's champion on the back of it. Elvis had no idea that's what, the, what Ali always wanted to be called. Muhammad Ali always wanted to be called. And so he, after he got that, in every fight afterwards, he always wore that robe. But he would boast, wouldn't he? And that, that, that's part of boxing, is that pre-smack talk, as the kids would call it. Football players do it too, you know. And, and, and uh, <laughs> the, the Packers have been caught up with that, with their quarterback. He, 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 he should have stayed silent for a while until all this stuff has played out for him. And, uh, uh, but no, he had to get on the radio and boast about it, and the deal wasn't even done. Most people don't realize he could still be a Packer when the season starts. Or he might be traded to a different team because of how he got out there and he should have just stayed quiet. But he got caught up in the media and had a boast. We do that to ourselves, do we not? We go ahead and we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to boasting about something. And then, then we, we turn around and say, Lord, I, by your grace, I thank you that you forgive me for my boasting. I could go ahead and say, boy, I preached a really good sermon the other day. And you know what? It was pretty good. But you know what? All of a sudden I've gotten prideful. Right? I'm starting to boast. Unless it changes lives. Because I went ahead and did something in Sunday school to see how many people went ahead and really responded to the altar call. And I got two. So if I, I'm saying, I really preached really good the other day, but if only two people follow through with that altar call, did I really preach that well to convince? Now, I'd be ecstatic if two people were saved because of the sermon more than the people answered the call to witness the people for Christ. We've got to start boasting in the cross instead of our own accomplishments. Because it is because of the cross we have our nice home. Yeah, you work hard, but it's because of the cross you have your nice home. Because of the cross, you have the vehicles you drive. Because of the cross, you have the job that pays you well. Because of Jesus Christ. When you come to know Jesus Christ, he makes sure that his blessings flow into your life so that you may have what you need. My God shall provide all that you need according to his riches in heaven. He didn't say that he will provide all you want. He said he will provide what you need. Because some of us, if we got everything we wanted, um, we probably would forget about Jesus. Right? Look, Solomon got everything he wanted. And it messed him up. 
So God says He'll supply all that we need. And He knows what we have need of. But He wants you to ask. Remember what Jesus said. You have not because you ask not. So you need to ask Him for the needs that you have. If you need a car, ask Him for it. And He might give you a van. Because He knows that you have more of a need down the road for a van than just a car. Does that start? He knows that you need food on the table. So he makes sure that the food is provided. Now you might have to work hard and you're probably tired of going to Walmart every day. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 that would drive me up the wall going to Walmart every day. I can't wait to get out of that store here in town. The lighting and stuff and the stuff they throw in the aisles so it's hard to get up and down. It's almost like going into the Dollar Tree all the time. And now the Dollar Tree has more room because they make sure the aisles are cleaned out. Hmm. It's bad enough having to dodge all those kids with shopping carts, but then you got all those people picking orders for people because they don't want to go in the store themselves. You know what? I've only had one thing done that way is when I had to get Bodie's bike. We had ordered it online. It was ready to go. I pulled up into the spot. They brought it out, put it in my vehicle, and I was on my way. The rest of the stuff we go into the shop for because I want to make sure I get the good deals, not just what they're going to get me. But Jesus is who we should boast for. In the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's why what we should boast about. Why is that? Because our salvation was purchased there. Do I, need to make, do I need to say anything more? Our salvation was purchased at the cross. So isn't that what we should boast about? Somebody's here, team, won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they were happy about that. They were jumping up and down. Patrick Mahomes threw that pass and she got so excited because her team was going to win the Super Bowl. All right, it's now March. So. Aaron Rodgers went ahead and boasted that he's the greatest quarterback they ever had. Really? <laughs> greatest player they ever had. Well, Ray Nitschke, right? Wait a second, Bart Starr. Five championships. Wait a second. Brady? Five championships. Two of them being the first two Super Bowls. Five championships. He was also MVP of the league several times. Five championships. He did it faster than Brady. We could, we could brag about Bart Starr, who loved Jesus. But you're going, so? <laughs> he never played for the Vikings. <laughs> uh, they didn't have Vince Lombardi either. <laughs> Can you imagine if Vince Lombardi had actually coached the Vikings? What a different history they would have had. 
Great Bug Grant just passed away the other day. But we go, so? But the one thing that never goes away, that's always a constant, that we, you know, being a Christian, you wake up thinking about Jesus. When you go to sleep at night, you think about Jesus. You ask him to help you. You pray for your loved ones because of Jesus. Why? Because of what he did on the cross. And what better to boast in than the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? Right? He's better than a DVD. We got a, we got a person in our church. She can get people to come to church because not only does she say, you've got to come to church because they're the nicest people in the whole wide world and pastor preaches really good. But, but, and that's nice of her to say that about me. But she says, you come and you'll get a DVD. She's got more people into church because they get the Jesus movie and the other three movies that go with it. And they come to church and they stay. Now what does it mean to boast? Well, I did some checking out about that. Hmm. The old King James says, so I will glory in the cross. Glory is translated as boast. Here's another one for you. Joy. Where does your joy come from? From the cross of Jesus Christ because he saved you. He did the hard work so you could be saved. And what's the other one? Rejoice. So, to glory in this case, or to boast means to have joy and to rejoice in the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Expositor Bible says this, the only way one can overcome the world, and I mean the only way, is by placing our faith exclusively in the cross of Christ and keeping it there. We sing about in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the river. I love the fact they used the word rapture there because our raptured soul is joyful happy, full of joy. <clears throat> the joy of the Lord is my strength. You want to have joy in your life? Keep your eyes centered on Jesus and His work on the cross. He will help you to overcome all things because He already did it for you on the cross. Go back. Thank Him for overcoming that bad temper of yours. Thank Him for overcoming that mouth of yours on the cross. Thank Him for overcoming that fill-in-the-blank of yours. Come on. Is anybody here perfect? Only Jesus was perfect, right? We all have something that we need to overcome, and we do it by coming back to the cross. You see, we got messed up back in the 50s and 60s, thinking that through legalism we could become more holy. And then we, we would bash people over the head for not keeping all the legalistic rules of holiness. No, the only way to be holy, the only way to become more sanctified is through the cross. 
My word. There's a bunch of ladies in here. If they we went by those old legalistic rules, you'd be in trouble. My word. Especially the one with green hair. And then a majority of you have your hair too short. And, and, and don't get on me because I got a beard. Some of you remember those days, right? Wasn't that a bunch of foolishness? Because sanctification wasn't about a bunch of rules. Sanctification was to cause us to become more holy. And how do we become sanctified? It's through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because as soon as you are saved, you come to sanctification because you've been separated from the world and unto God. But we're supposed to become more sanctified each day. And as we become more sanctified, and how do we become sanctified more each day? By living a holy life. But it's not because of a bunch of rules. It's because of Jesus. And the only way you can live a holy life is go back to the cross and thank Him that He's made you an overcomer. Right? My word, some of those habits that you can't get rid of, take them to the cross. He's already nailed them to the cross for you. Come on. You know those habits that are kind of an addiction? He's already dealt with them. Take them to the cross. That's why we can boast in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6 and verse 11 says, See what large letters I have written to you in my own hand. Paul stops dictating this letter. And he says to the scribe, Give me the pen. I'm going to write now. Why? Because he was giving us a warning. He was telling us to beware, and I'm, I'm so, I, I want you to know the seriousness of this. I have written to you in my own hand, verse 12. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, uh-oh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. Paul picks up that pen to give us a warning and to emphasize what he is saying. It's like he's saying to us, Hear me! Now hear me! Are you listening? Hello, McFly! Are you paying attention? Or are you sleeping on me? It's not a good thing to fall asleep in church. Did you know that? Don't you remember about the boy who fell asleep in church? He was sitting in the window, fell asleep. They were, they were having church in an upper room. He fell out. When he hit the ground, he, it killed him. Not a good thing to sleep in church. And then it made the preacher preach twice as long. Because the Bible says after Paul went down, laid his hands on him, raised the boy back to life, they went back upstairs and he preached through the night. I guess when you raise somebody from the dead, it gets you all energized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're ready to preach. There are people today who wants to put you back into bondage in the name of Christ. Did you know that? There are. They're modern day Judaizers. This is what Paul's talking about. 
modern day Judaizers who want to put you back in bondage instead of living by the grace of God and by faith, they want to add things too. That's kind of silly. My Bible says that Jesus fulfilled all the law. Why should I go back to it then? I don't care if somebody blows a chauffeur in church, but that chauffeur's not going to get me to heaven. Chauffeur's that, that uh, horn that the Jewish people blow. And most of the time it was for war. We, we go ahead and we, 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 we want to add things. What's happened in our charismatic circles our friends who are charismatic, is that some of their doctrine, they found out, oh, why did we ever go there? So now they're trying to replace it and they're replacing it with other things. We need to pray for them because we love those folks. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. We've got to pray for them. They don't need to go into bondage. Not at all. Not at all. And, and, and we don't need to. And then we have others who get so upset because we speak in tongues. And their reasoning for, 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 for opposing us are the most ridiculous things. It's almost like they're keeping their people into bondage instead of being free in Christ. They don't like the music we sing and they don't like the tongues that we speak and all these things. And it's like, wait a second, the Bible speaks about speaking in tongues. The Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit. The, and the Bible talks about God healing people. And the Bible talks about us praying for people. It's, and and, and um, Paul says, sing a, sing a new song, right? Because all the songs that they sing, sang, all those songs that they sing in their churches, at one time were contemporary Christian music. At one time, nobody sang in church. Did you know that? They didn't sing. They might sing, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That goes all the way back to the early church. Did you know that? Some songs we've sung, they might have sung that, or they might, and their singing might have would have been known more as reading the Psalms. And then all of a sudden, Martin Luther wrote, Almighty fortress is our God. And the Lutherans started singing. Well, the Lutherans are singing. We Catholics better sing. And then they started writing music. And they started singing. And by the way, the early Christian songs, <gasps> the melodies that they sang to were, they would be considered the top Ten on the pop chart because they were bar songs. A mighty fortress had different lyrics when they were, when it was first written as a bar song. And then Martin Luther, who didn't know how to write music, but he could write good lyrics, came up with that song with the song and he put it to that melody. And, every, and nobody remembers the bar song, but we all remember, A mighty fortress. King Henry the Eighth, I mean, came along. He was so barbaric, you know. King Henry the Eighth came along and he wrote that wonderful Christmas song that we love. We were, watch, we were watching an Irish 
The Luck of the Irish. I don't know why I've never heard of the song. Uh, Tyrone Powell is the star. And, and, and funny, a lot of fun. But they kept on playing an English song in the beginning of the movie for a bunch of Irishmen. <laughs> you know, what child is this who came to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Henry VIII wrote it. Really? At one time he was the defender of the faith. At one time he wanted to be a musician and write songs of praise to God. And his brother died. And he became king. And then he got an obsession instead of going to God with it. See why we need to boast of the cross instead of ourselves? It'll keep us out of trouble. You can tell who these people who want to put you into bondage are because they gratify the flesh. It's all done in the flesh. Look at me, look at me. I'm so wonderful. Do as I say. Please me. They worship the things of the flesh instead of worshiping the one who overcomes our flesh. But we put our faith in the cross. We glory in it. We boast in it. Can you say amen? Verse 15, 16. Oh, cool. I'm right on time today. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. See, the Judaizers thought you had to become a Jew before you could become a Christian. So, so the men weren't circumcised. They needed to get circumcised because they... And, and the Jerusalem council already decided, no, they don't need to do. All they need to do is come to faith in Jesus Christ. For, Christ ne for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, except for when Paul says our hearts should be circumcised. The stuff that needs to be cut away. But he says, but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the house of, upon the Israel of God. Hmm. You need to focus on being a new creation. Come on. How would that, how would a new creation in Christ talk? How would a new creation in Christ act? How would a new creation in Christ behave? Have you ever thought about that? Too many of us are dragging around old stuff that Jesus set you free from at the cross. You drag around your, the stuff that went wrong in your childhood. Come on. Hello. Are you hearing me? Are you getting it? Jesus already set you free from it. But you're dragging it along. 
you. That's the old you. Come on. He has made you, when you got saved, he transformed you into somebody pretty special. And by the way, if he loves you, he's never going to give up on you. And he loved you so much, he found that you are really, really must be somebody special because he died for you. And he let them nail your mess, your stuff, all that nonsense, all that junk. He let them nail it to the cross and it held them there. We always says he took the weight of the world. The old song says he took the weight of the world and put it on his shoulders. Oh boy, I almost got that song in my head, but not enough of the singing. If he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, how much more will he carry you? Come on. But I can't control my mouth. He already carried it on the cross. Go back to the cross with that mouth. Come on. But, 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 but you don't understand. Uh, uh, that sin, that sin that's been plaguing me. He already carried that sin. Go back to the cross with it. I'm, I'm picking on mouth because, you know what? People, people tend to, to, to pick on people who smoke way too much. And yet they got a mouth on them. Oh, hell. Boy, oh boy, that hell and his cigarettes. I don't know if you ever smoked a day in your life. No, he never did. I didn't think so. Hal's never smoked in a day of his life. But, so that would be kind of ridiculous that I complain about his smoking, right? <laughs> he didn't even have a smoking hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> he is, ladies, he is single. And he doesn't care. <laughs> Alvin's sitting back there going, yeah, but I'm married and look at her. Ha, 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 and you can't have her. <laughs> oh, I got myself lost there for a minute. I'm sorry. But we pick on those kind of things. But we forget that God not only died to get us out of our habits, our bad habits, but Jesus died to even take care of what comes out of our mouth. You know what James says about the tongue? You know what James says about the tongue? It's hard to bridle it. The tongue gets us in trouble because we can't control it half the time. But I know one who can. This is the way, this is the reason why when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, is that the normal, the normal way is you start speaking in tongues. Now, not everybody speaks in tongues, but it's the normal way. To be able to see that somebody's been filled with the Holy Spirit, then you have to start watching their life and see if the Spirit's working in their life to see the other evidence of the Spirit baptism. However, he gets, because God wants to show you, you can't control your tongue like you think you can, but I sure can. My word, when the Holy Ghost gets in control of your tongue, there's nothing like it. 
And, you, and he never lets your mouth get you in trouble when he has control. Right? But how many times has your tongue got you in trouble? Right? You're, you're, you're sitting around with a bunch of friends and you're just laughing and laughing and laughing and all of a sudden a thought comes to your head and before you even think it through, it comes out your mouth. And your eye teeth didn't even look out for you and it gets out there and you want to shove it back. I can't believe I found that. I want to shove it back in. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's out there. And your friends all look at you and disbelieve. What did you say? Oh, I can't believe I said it myself. That's why Jesus died for us, because we need help with our tongues. And so James points us to the fact that our tongues are hard to bridle, but Jesus can do it for us when we take it to the cross. Come on. All right, I want you to think about something that you've been trying to overcome for a long time. Think about it. Now, here's what I suggest you take it to. You take it back to the cross where Jesus already carried it. Give it to him because he already has it. And he says, I did a finished work on the cross. I finished with that thing a long time, 2,000 years ago, just for you. That's why we can boast in the cross. But we tend to drag things around. It's, <laughs> it's no longer part of our life, really, but we drag it around, and it comes up like a stinking corpse, and we gets us in trouble. Come on. He made you into a new creation. Focus on being that new creation. And stop worrying about your childhood. Stuff happened. Jesus carried it. Give it to him. Let it go. Let him heal you of your childhood stuff. But you don't understand. My father abandoned me. Yep. And there's hundreds and thousands of people in this country that's happened that's happened to them as well but give it to jesus because god the father says i'll be your father i'll be your mother i'll be your brother i'll be your sister if the whole world turns against you i will not You see, the problem is we don't preach that stuff in church anymore, but you'll get that here. Because I want you to have a happy life in the Lord. I want you to have that joy and that rejoicing in your life. I want you to be able to have that glory in your life where you can glory in the cross because everything that you ever needed was found there. And you're so happy and joyful. He healed me of all that stuff! He set me free. He made me an overcomer. Paul tells us, walk by the new rule that you are born again, that you are a new creation, and you will have God's peace and mercy. See, that's why all these people are running to talk to counselors and getting drugs from psychiatrists because they don't have the mercy of God. They, they don't realize that His mercy is right there for them. They don't have peace with God. Now, it's a different story. If, you know, you, you, you have a disability. Different story if you have a disability. 
But I'll tell you what, there's nothing like the peace of God that passes all understanding. Mm. And Jesus died so you can have that peace. Can you say amen? Jesus paid your price. He died in your place so you can have these things, so that you can have peace and mercy and God's grace. Isn't that amazing? That's why we sing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. <laughs> How did we get to a place in our country that we've forgotten to glory, to brag, to boast, to joy, to rejoice? in the cross of Christ. How did we get to this place? Now let me tell you something. I, I have nothing against psychiatrists. I don't have anything against psychologists. I got friends who are. They've helped one of my sons. I don't have anything against them. I don't have a problem with you having to talk to somebody. But the one, the only one, that can solve your problem is Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something. He's the only one who can rewire your brain if you need it. Come on. Come on. He can heal you of everything. Remember, he healed the boy with epilepsy. He healed the lepers. He healed the blind. He healed the deaf. He healed the people who couldn't talk. He healed the lame. He healed those who were demon-possessed. Remember the woman who had seven devils casted out of her and set free? And she became one of his disciples and followed. There were women disciples. You just don't have all their names. You see them at the garden tomb. You just, I don't know. We need to turn to Christ. I keep on thanking the Lord that He is the God who heals me. We're able to thank Him and do that with everything. I'm thankful He's the God who saves me. I'm thankful that He's the God who provides for me. I, we can do all those things, but we forget that He is the God who heals me. It's all because of the cross. Let me tell you something. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you to overcome. But when you go to the cross with it, my word, He works fast. And He helps. I've been told that people in, our, in the Red River Valley need to have um, marriage seminars. But you know how you make sure that you are communicating in your home? Make Jesus the center of your relationship and your home. Take it to prayer. Stop living in fear. Oh, that's another one. I got, I'm trying to wind this thing down, but the Holy Spirit won't let me. I, I think I can finish it with this. 
take your fear to the cross. Are you hearing me? Take your fear to the cross. Stop sabotaging yourself because of your fears. Take it to the cross. Perfect love casts out all fears. But I'm tired of people rejecting me. Jesus didn't reject you. He still loves you. People in this church haven't rejected you. They love you. Take that fear to the cross and leave it there. Are you hearing me? Or are you being distracted right now? Because that's, that's the very thing the Holy Spirit wants you to hear today. Take that fear to the cross. You're no longer who you used to be. And God's not going to reject you. He's always going to be there for you. And he's put, putting people in your life now that will embrace you instead of push you away. Listen to me. Some of you have done the most ridiculous things and nobody here has pushed you away. Why? Why? Because we love you because God loves you. And you are our brother and you are our sister in Christ. Can you say amen? Boast in the cross. Thank him today that he has touched your life and that he has saved you because of his work, his finished work on the cross. Let's pray. Oh Lord Jesus, Mm. so many of us are carrying things that you've already set us free from I try to use some examples Lord but I was trying to be careful because I don't want people think, thinking that I was preaching about them I was preaching about all of us everybody who's watching from wherever they're at to everybody who's in this room None of us are perfect. We're all trying to get there. We're all trying to be more like Jesus. Help us to realize what your work at the cross has meant for us. So Lord, I pray right now during this altar call that we're allowing the folks where they're at to join us for. Lord, right now where we're at, Lord, we come into your presence. We kneel at the foot of the cross once again. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have set us free, that you have made us an overcomer because of your work on the cross. And Lord, we take that thing that we've been struggling with. And Lord, we name it to you right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that you carried it on the cross for us. We release it to you, Lord, right now. We name that thing. And we ask you, Lord, to take it because you've already finished with it. You've already already taking care of it. 
we give it to you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit now has room in our life to make us completely overcome that thing. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give it to you right now because you already carried it on the cross for us. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to confess all this stuff to each other. We can bring it directly to you. Because, Lord, we have different things we're struggling with. Lord, we also thank you that by your stripes we are healed. That because of your blood, your blood washes us clean. And, Lord, you can bring healing right now to where we are at watching online, here in this room, touch our minds, touch our bodies, touch us spiritually, physically, emotionally, Lord. Bring healing to our lives because that too you already carried on the cross for us so that we can be whole. We give it to you, Lord, because you did a complete work for us. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name that you do this right now, Father, for us. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I could have had all of you come to the front. And I could have just had you kneel at home. But I felt this was a whole congregation altar call. That we needed to be in this together. And you know the reason why I had you stay where you're at? Because I didn't want anybody to say, I wonder what Hal went down there for. <laughs> right? Right? Well, well you're, you're our senior... You know, and, and so we can be truthful, right? Right? Uh, nobody, it's nobody's business but, but hells and God. But there's people today that would say, I wonder what he did that for. Why did he go down? Or Corey comes down. I wonder, ooh, Corey, of all people, what did she go down for? And then I didn't want this go out. Oh. Oh. How come Karen didn't come down? And I'm, you don't even know which Karen I'm talking about. Why didn't Karen come down? Right. I, I could have somebody testify how rotten that is. Because that's called gossip. And I could have... I could have them, and I'm not picking on them, and so you don't know who I'm talking about, but they could, they could tell you how hurtful gossip like that can be. That's the worst gossip. That's the worst kind of gossip that if you went ahead and said, my word, did you see who went over to Carol's house and who she had over for dinner? <gasps> Ooh. And it turns out to be James, her son. 
That other gossip is worse. Because it keeps people from being free in Christ. So I decided, the Holy Spirit led me to have us do as a group altar call. Where we didn't have to move down front. So we didn't have to see. And then, you know what's cool about that? That where you were sitting right there, you could just be honest with God. You didn't have to think about, is anybody looking at me? What are they going to think about me? No, you could just say, oh, Jesus, thank you for helping me. And see, and we just love on each other. And for you at home, you usually don't get in on our altar calls because you, well, you're there and we're here and you can't jump through the camera. But we're so glad you could join us for an altar call today. I hope you prayed with us and God has touched you where you are at. If you like to, you can just click the thumbs up or the heart button or even leave a comment. We would love that. Aren't you, aren't you glad you came to church today? That God could touch our lives today. Amen. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. I'll see you next time for coffee break um, during the week on Facebook Live. Um, and uh, if you don't, if you've never been to coffee break, just go to our church page on Facebook. It's Wappington New Life, right on Facebook. And uh, um, I believe that's right. I don't know why you're shrugging. You're the one who set it up. Um, anyway, <laughs> she can't remember today. She, she's kind of lost with the Lord this morning. It's okay. But just go over to Wapit and New Life. That's where mostly it's set up like. And uh, um, join. And then you'll be able to get coffee break Monday through Friday. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you next time.